I'm Jon Hasio. Thank you for the invitation here to Korea and for to come to Seoul and especially to come to this conference. It's a great honor for me to stand here and know that you're going to listen to me. My name is Mikael and I'm an educated teacher and I worked like that for 17 years. Nowadays I work as a development leader of all primary schools in Västerås in Sweden. But I'm not going to talk about me. I'm going to talk about two other things. I'm going to talk about magic and miracles. Have you heard about magic? <laughs> Have you heard about miracles? Isn't it magic when children learn? Isn't it magic when children grow like humans? And isn't it a miracle when it happens at the same time? Is there a chance to create a school where miracles could be possible? I will start by telling you a story. It's about a boy and his first years in school. And while you're listening to this story, it's up to you to decide whether this is magic, is it miracle, or something else. Once upon a time, there was a boy called Mario. He was six years old and was about to start school. He was a boy at his best years, full of dreams and expectations of life, just like any other six-year-old boy. On his very first day in school, he went into the big, big building. He felt small and lonely. But once, in, once inside the classroom, it felt better. He knew some of his classmates, and the teacher seemed nice. Among the first the teacher said was, today we're going to draw. Yes, thought Mario. He loved to draw. He started immediately. He was full of fantasy and creativity. He started to draw monsters, stars, and cars. No, 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 said the teacher. Today we're going to draw flowers. Okay, thought Mario. Not really fun, but okay, I'll do it, of course. He started to draw flowers, big flowers, pink flowers, blue, small. No, 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 wait, said the teacher. This is how we do. On the board, she drew a flower. It was red with a green stalk. Okay, thought Mario. Not very funny, but of course I do it. Teacher said so. So he drew a flower. It was red with a green stalk. That flower was put up on the wall along with the other children's red flowers with green stalks. <laughs> One week later, the teacher said, Today we're going to work with clay. Yes, said Mario, who loved to work with clay. And he started immediately to, to shape monsters, stars, and cars. No, 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 said the teacher. <laughs> Today we're go going to make plates. Okay, thought Mario, not that fun, but okay, I'll do it. He started to make plates, big plates, small plates, plates with pattern on. No, no, no. Wait, said the teacher, this is how we do. She gathered the students around her and showed how to make a plate. She made a round plate with raised edges around, and she said, this will be a nice fruit plate. You can take it home and put fruit on it. Okay, thought Mario. He went back to his bench and made a plate similar to the ones that his teacher had done. One year later, Mario and his family should move 
to another part of town and therefore he had to change school. Once again he felt small and lonely in the big, big new building. But inside the classroom it felt better again. His classmates seemed nice and the teacher smiled. The first thing the teacher said was, today we are going to draw. Yes, said the other children and started to draw. Monsters, stars and cars and other things. And Maria sat there and couldn't find out what to draw. He was thinking for a long time. And then he raised his arm and asked the teacher, what are we going to draw? I don't know, said the teacher. You have to decide yourself. Use your fantasy, your creativity. Mario sat there for a while, 10 seconds, couldn't find out. It's hard to decide what to draw. 20 seconds, 30 seconds went on. After 30 seconds, he found it, found it. Now I know what I'm going to draw, he said. He took his pencil and started drawing. A red flower with a green stalk. Now, what do you think? Was this magic? Was it miracle? Then what was it? What had happened to the boy's creativity, his fantasy, his imagination, his joy of learning? Sometimes I get tears in my eyes when I tell this story. There will be a tomorrow. And if we teach children today, as we taught them yesterday, is that to rob them of their tomorrow. There will be a tomorrow. And we can expect that tomorrow would not look like, this, like it does today. And we can expect that children of the future need other skills, abilities, competences than you and me needed yesterday. So that means that we have to start now to make magic and miracles in school. We also knew that change is going faster than ever. Tomorrow it's Sunday. It will go even faster than today. That means that today is the last day ever in history that progress is going so slow as it does today. And where do you think the place is where magic and miracles should happen? Now I will ask you a question. You see it here on the board. And I want you to think eight seconds for yourself about the answer quietly. Okay? What entrepreneurial skills need children of the future? Eight seconds now. Someone? Shout it out. Humanity. Humanity. Okay. I took some words here. If you read these words, was it some of those words that you were thinking of? Can you do this like this if, the wo if it was? I have one more question. Take the answers away. Are you ready? Once again, eight seconds, quietly for yourself. What entrepreneurial skills need children's teacher of the future? Eight seconds now. Someone? Yeah? Laugh. laugh? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you are good teachers. You laugh all the time. Courage. One more time. Courage. Courage. Did you say so? 
Is it the same words? I have one more question. <laughs> what entrepreneurial skills need children's teachers' principles of the future? Eight seconds. Okay, was it the same? Almost the same? You're doing like this? So if the children is going to get these competences, skills, abilities for the future, it has to start with the teachers and the principals. That sounds logic to me. For you too? Okay. Imagine if Mario, you know, the boy, if he had asked his teacher, why are we going to draw? A red flower with a green stalk. Because before children start school, they ask a hundred questions a day. And a lot of the questions are why? 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 Children want to know. They want to understand. But after they start at school, children have to answer the teacher's hundred questions a day. Often questions whether it's right or wrong. And for assessments. So the most, most and the best important question the student should ask his teacher, why are we going to do this? Because with or without the question why, it will create two types of learning. And those two types of learning are illustrated on this picture. Here you see two students. It looks like they're doing the same thing, cutting into stone. <laughs> Working hard. But one of them, he knows why he's doing it, and the other one does not know why he's doing it. And if you ask them what they're doing, you will get two different answers. If you ask the, the students to the left side, why are you doing this? I'm cutting into stone, he says. And if you ask the other one, he knows why, and you ask him, what are you doing? I'm building a cathedral. Is there a difference? in knowing what, what, why, they're doing the, why they're doing. So on Monday, tell your students to ask you, why are we doing this? Because why, to know why, is going to change your lessons from doing to learning to miracle. Two of the most important factors for learning are that children got feedback and that they can exert influence. Maybe it's a key factor for learning. And of course, it should be the right kind of feedback. And it, with influence, exert influence, I mean that children should exert influence on how teaching should be done. Let me start to explain feedback. I will start by telling you about an experiment that a famous psychologist named Carol Dweck did. Have you heard about her? Yes. She made an experiment with two groups of students, group A and group B. They got a problem to solve, and the problem was quite easy first in level one, and then level two it became more difficult, and it went on until it was really hard in level six and seven. Both groups of students received feedback while they were solving the problem. Group A, they got feedback that sounded, how smart you are, you solved it, how smart you are, you must, must have high IQ you will probably get top grades. They got feedback when they solved the problem on the, their intelligence, on the product, on the result. The other group, they got feedback that sounded like, 
Oh, I'm impressed you're trying so hard. You must have trained a lot. How brave you are trying like that. They got feedback on their fort, on the process. Okay, both groups came to a level where they no longer could solve the problem. And that is the point where the most interesting is happening. The group that got their, their feedback on their intelligence, on the product, when they got to the, to the level where they no longer could solve the problem, they gave up on more difficult assignments. They would go back to the easier ones. They said, I'm probably not that smart after all. They had a tendency to cheat and to lie on their results. The other group that got feedback on the process, on the effort, they struggled for more difficult assignments, missions. They, they asked for more difficult assignments. They said, maybe I can learn more. I didn't make it in the sixth level, but give me seven, and maybe I can learn more. And they told about their experiences and mistakes. So if students finds out that this is effort and the process that is valued, they will get the feeling that I can learn if I try. Maybe I cannot yet, but I am a learner. Because children are born to learn. They love to learn. They're made to learn. They are designed to learn. And we are too. The other strong factor for learning is that children can exert influence on teaching and how teaching should be done. Make their voices heard so that the teacher could listen to them and plan the lessons of what the, teachers are th the students are thinking how it could be done. In Sweden, this is a natural part of learning. At least it should be. But because in Sweden, the school has a clear democratic mission. And by that I mean the school just not going to read about democracy. The education and the teaching should be done in democratic ways. This is an example from a Swedish curriculum for all elementary schools in Sweden. The teacher should answer for all students to have a real influence on working methods, work forms, and content of the teaching, and to ensure that this, this influence increases with rising age and maturity. And the teacher should, together with the students, plan and evaluate the teaching. What happens if the teachers, if the students can be participate in planning lessons? If they can make their voices heard so the teacher can listen to that and then together with the students plan and create good teaching, good lessons? I mean, that is a point where magic happens, maybe miracles. Because what you have been a part of to create, you do not want to destroy. What you are a part of and have been a part of to and create, you are careful with. That means that you will become the leader of your own learning, the leader of your life. Because it is not the child who should come to the math. It is the math that should come to the child. Let me finish this speech by telling you how a classmate to Mario, her name is Maria, solved a math problem. She got two minus two to solve, and she did. She went to her bench and she solved it. 
She wrote four. She went to a teacher and said, teacher, look here. No, 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 said the teacher, that's wrong. Go back to your bench and correct it. And she went back to her bench and she sat there thinking, hmm, what is it? Now I know, she said. She solved it. Was it right? Is this wrong? Thank you for listening. Come see Hapnida. <laughs>